slot. Miller lost it. Dodonov gets it. Two on one with Stone on the right. Stone to Dodonov. He scores. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace and Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Jared Justice back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... This is one of those games, well done, Jared, uh, where you could spend (laughs) the entire two hours on the New York Rangers against the Vegas Golden Knights. We won't do that because there's some other stuff that uh, takes precedent and some other uh, situations that really does require uh, us passing along the information to you. But there's so many different layers to the Rangers and the Vegas Golden Knights that two hours would be totally fine to dive into this thing. You wouldn't be stretching it. You wouldn't be milking it uh, by any means. I mean, the, the Rangers have Gerard Glant, Mike Kelly, and Ryan Reeves. There's three reasons to talk about the game. Sure. Three, three different uh, angles that you could discuss this game. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights on home ice. Bit of a dip. Uh, the homestand. Uh, this is the halfway point of, of the eight-game set. Where are the Vegas Golden Knights? Where do they want to be? Uh, all the analytics uh, point to that they've been better than a 1-1-1 record uh, at this point. Then you go back to, to the Rangers side. Team that hasn't made the playoffs in the last number of years. They're they're a few years removed from the famous letter to their fans that they're going to tear it down. And then coming into this year, they cleaned house. Mm-hmm. The president, the manager, the coach, yep. all gone. Yep. Replaced by two people, really. In in the president and general manager, Chris Drury, and the coach Gerard Glant and his staff. And what's happened to the New York Rangers? They're vying for first place overall against the Vegas Golden Knights and challenging for first in arguably the most competitive division. Go back to the Golden Knights. And we're going to talk all these in depth, but I'm just I'm amazed at how much meat there is on this one game. Lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. How different is it going to look tonight compared to the other night? Mark Stone's practice today looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Robin Leonard was back at the morning skate today. Doesn't usually take the morning skate, but given that he hasn't had one of those full-on practices Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's not surprising and it was logan thompson who took the extra work today so where does that leave you so so i'll put it i'll give you the stew okay okay mix it all up Uh, do you like spice yes okay you like the peppers i'll put put, put a couple of peppers in there all All right uh jared are you okay with a little bit of pepper in there no grind grind uh, it up uh, i'll i'll let you eat it Okay, I'll, 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 I'll give you a bowl right right now. I'll give you this bowl, and uh, that's the yours over there, and then uh, add some pepper into the big pot, and that's that's all for Wallace. A big stew for the New York Rangers and the Vegas Golden Knights. So, the, I mean, obviously it's hard to look at this game and not talk about uh, the return of Gerard Gallant and Mike Kelly and, and Ryan Reeves. That's going to be kind of the bigger talking point going into the game, but then you get into the actual hockey that's going to be played between these two clubs, and... You know, you're looking at a New York Rangers team that isn't afraid to throw their weight around. They are a hard team to play against. They they, they play 
um, in that regard, similarly to uh, the Nashville Predators. And, and that's going to be something for the Golden Knights to have to work through in this game. You have to be willing to go to the dirty areas, the hard areas to score, especially against uh, this goaltender in Igor Shesterkin, who the Rangers will play tonight. So I, I'm, I'm looking at this one beyond the, the storyline of Gerard Gallant and Ryan Reeves. For me, on the ice, how do the Golden Knights break down that pressure that the New York Rangers are going to throw their way? How are they going to get to the middle of the ice? How are they going to get second and third opportunities? That's the big question and the big storyline for me going into this one. I don't think the Rangers are as physical as, as the Nashville Predators, but there's there's an element there. Uh, I, I don't think it's a, a fear factor or a determining factor. Uh, the Rangers are probably talking as much about Vegas being physical, certainly on, on, on the back end. Uh, but getting to getting to those areas, yeah, creating second chances or getting to those second chances, that's a, a point of emphasis uh, for the Golden Knights. And you're going against uh, the goaltender that you talked about. I, I thought it was really uh, telling today when Pete DeBoer did his media availability mm-hmm. and said that he caught up with Barkley Goodrow, yep. uh, who he coached in, in San Jose. Yeah. Rangers practiced. Uh, they were in early in practice at City National Arena yesterday, and uh, and Pete and Barkley had a, had a conversation just about how things are going and, and general cap up and, and talked about uh, their respective teams. And Barkley uh, discussed uh, Igor Shesterkin, and Barkley compared him to a goaltender that he previously played with in the Tampa Bay Lightning in Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Yep, not as big, but in skill level. And flexibility and uh, doing uh, different things to stop the puck, they're right in the in the same breath. At this point, Shesterkin has better numbers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking Vesna Trophy conversation type numbers. Sure. Uh, we're discussing if the an NHL was going to the Olympic Games in Beijing, Shesterkin would have been the number two. Uh, ahead of Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, behind Andre Vasilevsky. And then you roll the dice and you, and you take your chances. He is uh, an elite goaltender, uh, which is incredible to say about the New York Rangers. When you are just a couple of years, a year and a half removed mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Henrik Lundqvist. Like there was, there was no gap there. No. As they turned the page from a Hall of Famer to Igor Shosturkin. No, not at all. And and I mean it, it was it was the writing was on the wall. Igor Shosturkin was going to be the guy of the future, but you have to you have to go in there and play the games. You have to go yeah. in there and be everything that everyone expected you to be and you have to do it on the heels of one of the most beloved players in franchise history and an absolute icon in net for the New York Rangers and Henrik Lundqvist and Shesterkin is is passed all of those tests and he continues to get better and I think that's the big thing for me is you're looking at a goalie that is is approaching his prime or just getting into it and if this is what Igor Shesterkin is going to be over the next couple of seasons four or five years for the New York Rangers they've got a real window because you're looking at a goalie that in in any game in any situation he can steal you two points or win you a game just by himself 26 years old right in that uh that window and his numbers this year are 15 4 and 2 yeah not bad his average 2.09 and save percentage nudging 940 there are a lot of numbers in there Mm -hmm. but i can tell you the goals against average is bucking the trend this year yeah and his save percentage is really outside the the pen and he's running down the road and you may not catch him 
that's how far away he is from uh, the league average. And and you you and I we've we've kind of geeked out a bit here. Uh, with goaltending stats and goals saved above average, goals saved above expected. This year for Igor Shosturkin through 21 games, he's sitting at 17. That's a massive number through 21 games. It, it gives you an idea that, yes, the New York Rangers are still giving up some really good quality scoring chances, but Shosturkin's numbers are, are holding up in the face of that because he's just coming up with saves. You know what you have tonight is the old-fashioned Offense against defense. That's what you have. The Golden Knights score, mm-hmm. and they score a lot. Like, nobody's scored more goals in the NHL this year, and they're a top five offense when it comes to goals scored per game. Despite all the injuries, Vegas pours it in. Mm-hmm. They're, they're coming off a stretch where they scored three or more goals in 14 consecutive games. That yeah. streak was snapped the other night against the Nashville Predators. Upside. You have uh, one of the top five best teams at keeping the puck out of their net. Not really surprising by either side with the way, the coaching staff. Now, uh, Vegas would like to tighten it up defensively, certainly, but they're built on aggressiveness. And the New York Rangers, when you're a program that's trying to get from the uh, others and outside the playoff picture to get into a, a top eight position in the Eastern Conference, you do that by playing better defense Mm -hmm. first and then scoring later. Now, they can still score. Oh, yeah. But their DNA is work hard and keep the puck out and lean on an all-world goaltender. So I would love to see a series between these two (laughs) because it wouldn't – there's there's a lot of really cool aspects to it. And they played a great game at MSG a, a few weeks ago. I, I think it's uh, it's it, the, the contradiction between the two, and at the end of the day, they're both atop their division right now in, in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I mean it's it's two really good teams in the in the Rangers and the Golden Knights going at it, and you know we we look at this homestand for the Golden Knights. There's no shortage of good teams. You, you looked at the the Anaheim Ducks, the Winnipeg Jets, the National Predators, and now you've got uh, one of the best teams in the league right now in the New York Rangers. This is a really tough stretch at home. For the Vegas Golden Knights, and and this right here to me is one of those opportunities for a Golden Knights team that was not happy with their game against Nashville to roll it in and come out with a with a top notch sixty minute effort here against the Rangers. So you remember Nashville called it a statement game? Yeah, it was on the front page of NHL.com. Yep, Predators looking for statement win against the Golden Knights. They got it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason to be unhappy about what happened for the Golden Knights. There's also uh, an element where you're missing all these players and you still made it close and you, you came within a couple of bounces of, of getting it to overtime. If that's your if that's your big blip, then that's a heck of a small blip yeah. uh, on the season. But that was a big win to validate the Nashville Predators program. Mm-hmm. 9-1-1 in their last 11. Tonight, that shoe of statement performance is more on the foot of the Vegas Golden Knights, given that they're 1-1-1 one, one, and one mm-hmm. through the first three games of a now expanded eight-game homestand. You want to be able to pile up the points because you played more games than anybody else. So you got to put these, uh, these in the bank and, and force other teams to win their games in hand and put things in the back pocket and try to catch you. And the fact that it's the New York Rangers 
because of who's going to run their bench mm-hmm. and who's going to play in number 75. It's another added element of a boost of energy. No, the boost of energy can come from a rivalry. It can come from getting Mark Stone back in the lineup or Robin Leonard. Or it can come from just wanting to be better for the first part of the game than they were the other night. And I, I find it difficult to criticize what they did the other night because they've been so good lately in the first period. But mm-hmm. that wasn't up to standards. So this is this is a statement game for the, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, a chance to move another 10 games above 500 uh, atop the Pacific Division. The way that I'm going to view kind of the idea of a statement game in this one is that I think that, that it's equal equal on both sides. I think if you're looking at this from the New York Rangers perspective, you dropped a really close one that you feel you should have won against the Vegas Golden Knights at home. The criticism that we have heard this year of the New York Rangers is they beat the teams they're absolutely supposed to beat, and when they get into a game against an elite, high-quality hockey club, those are the games that the New York Rangers, though they haven't lost many, those are the ones that traditionally they're losing. So I think there's an aspect of the Rangers really, really want this game, and I think, to your point, this is one that the Golden Knights are looking at and saying, okay, this is a game we want. This is a game that we absolutely want to win, and I, I don't, not that, not that they didn't come out wanting to win that game against the National Predators, but to be honest, that game meant more to validating what the Predators are doing yep. this season than it would to the Golden Knights if they just would have gone out there and beaten the Predators. So there's, there's more on the line here in this game, I think, for the Golden Knights than there was against the Predators. And the last couple of homestands for Vegas, they've had a four-gamer and a six-gamer, and they've only lost one game in each of those homestands yeah they were eight and two that's huge and and those losses were either in the last game of the homestand or very late in the sixth gamer this is different eight game homestand one one and one started with a win then an overtime loss then a regulation loss if it doesn't turn out to be the positive result for the golden knights tonight you're halfway through an eight gamer Mm -hmm. and you're playing catch up yep but you win in any way f- fashionable. I, I, it doesn't matter because no, from the from no, the other side, it doesn't no, matter. No style points yeah, tonight. Nothing. Yeah. Shoot out overtime or win it on a on a empty net goal from your own blue line. Mm-hmm. Be weird strategy to do that, but we have seen an empty net goal uh, count as a game winner this year. Any way possible. All of a sudden, you can start going. Okay, there's five points out of eight in the first four games. And there's an opportunity to really do something pretty special. Yeah. And this this is not a true swing game. I, I usually save that for the third game and a four-game stretch, somewhere in around there. But this does set the tone between being able to go to work on the back end with Chicago, with Pittsburgh, with Montreal coming in, uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on the other side. It, it sets the tone of... Racking up points or trying to salvage and and being a, a lot more desperate Saturday night into the next week. Yeah, I mean, I think this one is a big one in the context of the homestand, for mm-hmm. sure. This is a game where, you know, I think the Golden Knights, any way necessary, are hoping and looking at two points. Because, as you mentioned, you, you get two points, you, you have five of, of eight, and then you can really hone in on on the details. You have some time 
also next week, right? You, you've got a game on Tuesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then you do not play for at least four days. So that is an opportunity for the Golden Knights maybe to get a little bit healthier yeah. as the schedule stands right now. And perhaps you're able to work on a couple of things, get your details dialed in so that you can finish the home strand incredibly strong before going out on the road. I think that's going to be important too for the Golden Knights is you want to have points banked as much as possible before you get to that mini break here next week. How do you think the crowd's going to react tonight? I think they're going to be absolutely hot for Ryan Reeves. Mm-hmm. I do. I like And Gerard? Oh yeah. 100%. Now, but like it's different, right? Because for Gerard Gallant, you're going to have a moment and then that's going to kind of be it. Like he's not out on the ice, he's not making hits, he's not making plays. So it's it's easier, I think, for, for Gerard to kind of get lost in the moment of the game. But for Ryan Reeves, and especially this fan base, every single time he's on the ice, there's going to be some type of interaction, some type of energy between him and the fans because that is what he means to cities that he's played before. Fans love him. So where does it go as the game continues? Does he Does he remain the beloved Ryan Reeves, or by the back half of the second period, does it become a pain in the ass <laughs> playing for the other team and chirping away? So if Ryan Reeves is going to answer this question for you, mm-hmm. he would say, I'm not doing my job un- unless by by midway through the first period, the fan base hates me and is booing me, right? So I, like, I fully expect him to go out with a ton of energy in this game. I fully expect him to lay every single hit he can get his hands on, and I would expect that at t- as the game wears on, especially considering what the score of the game might be, uh, that that Ryan Reeves can can turn that tide. I, I think it's going to be hard because, again, I think this fan base absolutely loves him, but um, it, it's going to take something special in this game and, and maybe a big hit or a fight or something of that nature to kind of turn the tide to Ryan Reeves. Pete DeBoer has said over and over again, uh, lamented how clean Ryan Reeves plays the game for his role. Yeah. Has he been suspended before? Yes. But does not take a lot of penalties. Mm -hmm. As amped up as Ryan is going to be tonight, as much talking as Ryan does, I think he becomes part of the opposition quicker and then then a lot of people will assume coming into tonight knowing the fun loving Ryan Reeves. Like the the former teammate card mm-hmm. will be nice through the first stoppage uh, and the commercial break. By the first intermission, I think it's it's starting to go the other way and by the by the end of the second period, I I think people have had enough. Certainly the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights will have had enough and it will become not to say he won't be distracting uh-huh. and he won't be part of the story and uh, he won't be uh, uh, an integral part to the, uh, the 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 role of the game and the and the rhythm of the game but i think it it's he will do that as a member of the opposition not the beloved former golden knight i i don't know i don't know where i'm at with this mm-hmm. I, I i feel like it might take a little bit longer because i I know, I know the way he plays. I know the physical brand of hockey, but that's it, fine, and that's yeah. totally fine. But I, I don't feel like there's going to be kind of that pinnacle moment where um, he's able to either, either really get under someone's skin to to the point where there's a, a you know, a, a, a scrum or 
some type of disturbance within the game where it's going to push fans over the edge. I, I just I don't he's feel gonna like that's so going to be so fired up. He's going to warm gonna, up tonight. He's going to hit. Watch like during TV it. timeouts, uh, talking to the bench. Watch every time he goes by the bench. Uh-huh. I mean, like, listen, I, I think that his former teammates are going to get over it real, real quick. His, his former teammates are going to be ready to, to try to drive him through the boards. I, I totally get that. I just I, I don't get the sense that it's going to devolve into something that is going to be easy for the fans to latch on and say, you know what, now I just don't like him anymore. I just don't think it's going to get to No, that no, and, and I... Within the context of the game, yeah. not as a person. Yeah, and those are two very, very different For sure. things. Even, even fans, they'll still love them. Oh, yeah. But they'll watch them tonight, and by the back half of the game, if, if things go according to way I think they will, mm-hmm. because of his energy level and wanting to do everything that, that he does and coming back to the place that he still refers to as home, Vegas is his home, uh, I think he will have uh, he will have a position in this game that will reflect that of the fans being upset to what is happening to the Golden Knights. I don't I don't think there's going to be a fight, and if there is, it'll be part of the game. <laughs> like it, it, there there may be a fight. Sure, yeah. That's that's his job. He may have to scrap somebody if Braden McNabb clobber somebody and and ryan's on the ice better than he, average chance that happens he might have to jump in or jump in and do something yeah will it be a fight out of hatred and viciousness no it'll be uh, a scrap out of sticking up for your teammate uh, and that's why i won't discount the fact that there could be uh, a good go around but i don't think it'll be him going out and doing something nasty just to create that that environment I mean, I, I think he's going to look to finish every check, and that and that can be very frustrating in the moment for players. And I think, you know, at certain times, if if Ryan Reeves is able to deliver a hit like what we're seeing out of Braden McNabb on nearly a nightly basis, that's the type of play that I'm looking at and, and thinking, okay, maybe the fans will have a visceral reaction to it. But I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sold that's going to happen in this game. I, I just. I don't think that there's going to be a period tonight where Ryan Reeves gets booed mm. because the fans have have gone from, from, you know what, we love him, but now he's a part of the opposition. I just I don't see it happening tonight. Like Saturday's game, I think is different. Well, I mean Saturday's, Saturday's game, all all bets are off there, right? Saturday's game with Mark Andre back in town, it's the the face coming home, mm-hmm. the prodigal child coming home. There it is. This. This is a popular player in your former coach back in town. And they love him. They appreciate Ryan Reeves. And uh, he's he's a character. He's got a personality mm-hmm. uh, about him. But as the game starts going and the way he plays, I think there's a, a better than average chance that he crosses back over to being on their side. Saturday night, Saturday night, Mark Andre is the star. Win, lose, or draw yeah. all night. It's just the, the way, and, and I, I don't have a problem with that because it's it's totally different role and, and what, what, what he's done. But like Ryan Reeves, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Ryan Reeves in this program mm-hmm. for a guy that doesn't have a goal this year. That's a credit to him, and it's 
also uh, a credit to the role that he that he played when when he was here. Yep. In the community. Yeah. So character on the team, popular teammate, very good in the community. But at the end of this two hours, you're still going to introduce the pregame show at uh, at six o'clock, and the the totals mm-hmm. when you read them out of Ryan Reeves are zero goals, six assists. Yep. 22 penalty minutes. Yep. Great talking point. Great salute at the first TV timeout. Mm-hmm. And there may be some extracurricular activities, but Mark Andre has a much bigger role to play uh, on, on Saturday night. Yep. And and the, uh, the other part is, don't think Ryan Reeves isn't mulling over. Wouldn't it be nice to break the goose egg tonight? Oh, yeah. No, it... You you all but guaranteed that's going to happen. So well done, good job. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Now that would be a celebration. He might pull a Tiger Williams and ride that <laughs> stick, giddy up pony, uh, all the way down down the what, ice. What do you think the fan reaction is if he scores tonight? I think they'll be disappointed. Then they'll see that it's Ryan Reeves, and uh-huh. there'll be some cheers. So this is all going to happen really quickly. And then if there's any type of celebration, uh-huh. I think there'll be jeers. Like any type of excess celebration. Oh, the man. the moment of the game, though, mm-hmm. will could also dictate that. Like if it's out of reach, and he scores, and it's out of reach for Vegas, it's sure. like, hey, like, good, give him a hand. Yeah, good for you. That's awesome. Way to go! You came home, you scored, scored your first goal. Congratulations! High five! You got one more goal than Millard. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> awesome. And then and then you can get on with with your day. Yeah. If it's close or the other way i think it gets a a a little bit more um adversarial with 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 the crowd they'll be happy for him but then it'll be like ah crap because you don't think he's gonna play it up oh 100 percent he will like i'm I'm looking if ryan reeves scores and he doesn't do the ovechkin hot stick celebration then it's it's a way it's a wasted opportunity what would be too far for there, the celebration. There's nothing that's too far. Really? Yeah, really. If you score in this league, go for it. Especially Morgan in this. Morgan Geeky got, got yeah, I, for, for I twirling don't, his stick. Not for me. That was awesome. Not for me. I don't care. Mooning the crowd. Yeah, that would be I, that I, would be bad. I mean, I think we all understand that, like, barring nudity, right? <laughs> like, no, no, Justice. no, no. That that was not that was not originally in place as a rule. Okay, now it's fine, a rule. Fine, Jared. Barring nudity. <laughs> We're calling it the justice clause. Yes, yes, good point. Barring nudity, literally anything that you want to do after scoring a goal, by all means, go for it. I don't get offended by that. I don't care. Like, if you want to if you want to twirl your stick around and sheath it like a sword, okay. You earn the right to do that because you just scored. See, I don't, there's, there's celebrations that mock the crowd, that incite the crowd. I don't see him doing that because he loves it here. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna, he's got a business here. And Buddy, not Buddy Robinson, but Buddy Wallace, mm-hmm. business means something. Sure. He's not going to want to impact sales mm. or, or anything of, of that ilk. But I, I think um, if it was 6-1, this is where I would want to see Ryan Reeves score. Okay. 6-1 Vegas, okay. three minutes to go, Reeves scores. That's that's the only way I would I would embrace the opportunity of Ryan Reeves scoring. The rest of it has got the, the potential to get nasty. 
the problem is you already put it out into the universe. So whatever happens. Is it my Ryan, fault? Yeah, if Ryan Reeves scores, like it, it doesn't have anything to do with the game. It has no impact what you're talking about right now, but it will by the end of the night. I can't believe I have that much power. I, I wish, wish I you did. Know, I wish I would have yeah. known that there was that much uh, power associated with what I say. I affect shutouts. I affect whether guys are going to score their first goal of the season. I affect when we go to break. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to do that. Um, I need to uh, give away a couple of tickets to okay. tonight's game. Oh, wow. Okay, so if you have the Access app and you can make it to tonight's game, I will give away two tickets during this commercial break if you are caller number nine. No, no, these are two tickets to tonight's game right now. All right? We're flipping something on you, Jared. Yeah, we're flipping something on you. I'm doing this on the fly, Jared. Okay? So (laughs) caller number nine, if you can come to tonight's game, Call up, give Jared your email, and we will send you two tickets to come to this uh, game tonight against the New York Rangers. What's the number to call? 702-876-1340. I love listening to Ryan uh, do that on the post-game show all the time. Uh, so caller number nine, call now, email address. If you can come to tonight's game or know somebody that can use the tickets, we will bring you here. Last minute. It's very cool what we could accomplish on this program. And we'll uh, come back with more from the VGK Insider Show live at T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Happiest winner ever. Ever. We give away a couple of tickets to tonight's game. See the New York Rangers against the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in the last block. I could hear a person on the phone as she was talking to Jared. Mm-hmm. And very excited and opportunity to get down here uh, for the 7 o'clock face-off. Now, I just want to let everybody, if you are coming from the, the 215 direction, the I-95 is, the exit there is blocked off because of some kind of uh, accident or situation. And it makes you go all the way around. So if you're coming to tonight's game and that is your route, leave a little bit earlier. Because uh, if you're like me, you got get caught up and you don't really know your way around and then I got to find a back way. Yeah, it was crazy. What do you mean you don't know your way around? Well, I, I had to, because f- I am always come to the rink the same way. Okay. And then I couldn't come to the rink that way. Sure. So then I had to click onto Waze and Waze had to guide me in. Yes. How long have you lived here? Two and a half years. Keep in wow. mind, I would still use Waze in Toronto. Oh, come on. I lived there for 20. That's ridiculous. Yes. This is... It's a very concentrated grid-like mm-hmm. situation going on here. You should be able to just figure it out. I should be able to figure it out. But because I ended up over by the airport, and I needed to go over there by the roller coaster. So I knew that that was, that was what I needed to do. I just uh, I get a little confused in and around the airport. Uh, terminal 1 and Terminal 3 I knew were not my exits. That, well, that's good. Uh, like, uh, consider me smart. Uh, on that side of it. Well uh, done. Darren Millard to Ryan Wallace. Uh, looking forward to this one. The New York Rangers up against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So we have our play of the day coming up. Uh, that one will be courtesy of a future Hall of Famer who will stop by. There was a great moment last night. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Edmonton Oilers, Oilers lost again. Yeah. And they were right in it. Color me surprised. Uh, Mike Smith was uh, was back in goal for the Edmonton Oilers in that one. And John Gibson uh, won it for the Toronto Maple Leafs. See, there's the type of deal that Edmonton needs. Toronto picked up John Gibson. 
Jack who, Campbell. Jack Campbell, sorry. Yeah. Uh, John Gibson uh, and I. Jack Campbell. They picked him up off. Uh, he wasn't playing mm-hmm. very much. He was yep. behind people. Yeah. It was Cal Peterson, Jack Campbell, who was going to take control. Cal Peterson got got the nod. And Toronto brought him in. He ends up being their guy. They, they saved money by it mm-hmm. because they let Freddie Anderson go. That's the type of deal that Edmonton has to find uh, for a goaltender. It might be Yaroslav Halak. It might be Anton Hudoba. I don't know. There's there's a, a couple of different options out there for them if they want to go down the line. But they got to find somebody that can play uh, that, that's going to be able because uh, they're losing track uh, and, and touch and falling and letting points go too fast. Yeah, I mean, a nearly 40-year-old Mike Smith isn't doing it for you anymore. No, and he was okay last night. It was fine. There was a moment, though, in the game last night where, because it, it reminded me of what's going to happen tonight and then again on Saturday. Yep. We're, we, we're going to get the tribute tonight uh, for our Jarrah Glant. We're going to get a tribute at uh, the first TV timeout for Ryan Raves. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know whether Mike Kelly is out of COVID protocol or not, uh, but uh, he'll be on the bench if, if he is with Gerard Glant. Three former first-year Vegas Golden Knights and Gerard and Mike Kelly were there from the inception. There's mm-hmm. going to be this great tribute uh Tonight and last night, Zach Hyman, who signed the six-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. returned to Toronto. Yeah, got a fantastic tribute. It was beautiful. Aww. he's a Toronto guy. Yeah, meant a lot to him. Except there wasn't any fan in the building, zero spectators. Okay, didn't bother Zach at all. Mm-hmm. He got up, he waved to everybody. It was a great moment of levity in the game, even though the Oilers lost. But it was early enough in the game where you could uh, where you could have some fun with it. The coaching staff was was laughing, full on, like you wouldn't have if you just had the camera back mm-hmm. and didn't realize the building was completely empty. You would not have known. It was that much of a beautiful performance from Zach Hyman. I give him credit for playing along. I'll take personality any day mm-hmm. long, and that shows it in spades. So uh, good job, Zach Hyman, mm-hmm. for making it fun. Personality, uh, Jack Hughes. That that podcast dropped. Yep. Do you know what a show hole is? No. Like if you're in a show hole? No. Okay, he threw that at me yesterday. We were Did you know what it was? I'm smart. Okay, that's fine. I deduced it. So he asked me live in the uh, interview, because uh-huh. we record, we, we, we rarely edit anything out, unless the internet goes wonky and stuff. That's the only time we, we, we play with that. So he, I was talking to him about Netflix, and he's like, ah, I'm in a show hole. Do you know what that is? Oh, uh, when you don't have any shows yes. to watch? Okay. So I said, yeah, of course I do. I'd never heard of that before in my life. Of course you did. Not a chance I'd ever heard of that. <laughs> but I'm like, it's when you don't have anything to watch. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Then I turned around on him. I said, did you just call me old? Mm-hmm. He didn't answer. He was kind of just paused there no, for a little bit. And went, no, no, that's not what I meant. I'm like, yeah. You kind of just called me old. Oh, I wish that you got it wrong. I that wish that would have you been. Were, I wish that you were so confident in it, you got it wrong, and then he got to just dunk on you. It would have been great. There was a level of anxiety that <laughs> that did rise in my my bones and my stomach yeah. uh, when I did answer. I was confident, sure, because I'd raised it from a Netflix standpoint. Yeah, I was confident, but there was always that moment where he went no, and then I looked like a complete elder. Then you look like, hello, fellow kids. Yes, exactly. Did you know, Did you have you heard that term before? Yeah. Oh, wise one? Wait, no, you said wise one. No. <laughs> I'm experienced. I'm not wise. 
So you've heard uh, the, the, the term being in a show hole? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never experienced it. Mm. And oh, obviously, always... Ryan hasn't either, because as long as he can find the office, he's good. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's exactly like it's, it. It's important to have three go-tos at all times. Like even when you run through a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I've watched, I think I've watched The Office top to bottom eight times. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Kind of concerning. Mm, not really. Because they're making new shows all the time. Yeah, they're not, they're not particularly good. Did you watch the Tiger King reboot? Uh, ooh. The follow-up? I didn't. It, like, I watched the first episode, and it lost its luster pretty early. It was, it was pretty good. Like, really? I, I encourage people to stay with it. <laughs> really? Uh, it is good. When and did then, it hit its stride? And then they find the, the husband. No, they don't. Yes. He's alive. No, come on. Yes. He's alive in, in wherever. In wh- what is in wherever? South mean? America. Uh, spoilers. Sorry. Wait a minute. Is this real? Yes. Is, Jared, is this real? Oh, I don't watch that stuff. I grew oh, up. Okay. I grew up okay. around those people. I don't need to. I don't need to watch a documentary about them. I was. I was fascinated by. I have family members who have appeared on Cops and like signed the waiver so their face wasn't uh, blurred. Hold no on. No way. Hold on. You guys talk. I'm gonna. Are you Google kidding me? This right now. I am you, not you, kidding what, you. What's the name of the husband? It was. Uh, what's her name? Is uh, husband? Carol Baskin's husband. Carol Baskin's yeah, husband. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. Just Google Carol yeah, Baskin's Google husband. Husband. It'll oh, come up. Geez. Trust me. It'll, it'll. It'll come up. Yeah, they, they, they found him. He was uh, he squirreled away uh, he squirreled with, with his away. with his cash down in Costa Rica or wherever. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine it's Costa Rica because don't they actually have an extradition? Well, no, no, no. Head? He 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 didn't do anything wrong. He just disappeared. Oh, okay. Like he did you watch Tiger King? No, again, I, I grew I no, up listen, at all. Listen, I at watched all? Tiger King. I was fascinated by it. I like, got I would have run away from her too. I got into one episode of the reboot, and I just couldn't do it after that mm. for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe because things changed, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was. It, it was a, the, the characters. Uh, well, the, I think they might have developed all of the characters <laughs> in, in, the, in the first go around. But uh, but no, it was uh, it was it was fascinating to find out that the the husband actually alive out there. It appears that that is accurate information. Yes. Oh, man, now I got to watch this. You got to watch it. I don't like this. I'm not a fan. <laughs> you you'd rather stay in your show hole of the three rotating shows. <laughs> the three rotating shows. First yeah. of all, it's not a show hole because well, I have something of. to continually oh, go to. I'm you not know what? worried about it. You know what? If we if we wanted to create a new definition for show hole, what we're doing right now for this hockey show, this yep. is a show hole. More or less. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. So let's take we'll come back with the play of the day and set up uh, hour number two, and we'll get hard into tonight's matchup uh, for the Golden Knights, uh, who will face not a rival, but a team that they have significant uh, yearning for a win invested in this game. That's what we're going to talk about on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So good. Miss that guy. BGK Insider Show live from T-Mobile Arena, Section 104. If you get to the rink early, come up, say hi. Uh, let us know uh, what you're excited about uh, this game. Is it about the return of the former head coach, uh, the former 
number 75, the entertainer, Ryan Reeves. Is it uh, about the Vegas Golden Knights getting back on the winning track and uh, padding their lead uh, for first place? There's a lot going on in and around this game, including the return of uh, a couple of veteran players. Robin Leonard was on the ice today at practice uh, for the morning skate, and so was Mark Stone in that uh, regular sweater. So we'll uh, look for warm warm-up seems to be uh, an active thing right now just for who's in the lineup and who's out of the lineup, Ryan. It's the most fascinating 25 seconds of, of a, a game day outside of the game. It really is because you, you get to see who is taking warm-up, who is on the ice, and who is starting in goal, and those are all questions going into this game for the Golden Knights. I wonder when teams are going to start like playing with us. In the playoffs, you dress extra players, so you can't really tell. That's always a, a, I mean, a different. But everyone takes line rushes, so there you go. But yeah, I don't know whether. Like, I'm convinced you could run a National Hockey League game uh-huh. without the full warm-up thing. Like, come out, take five, ten-minute shots, if that, and then just play the game. There's so many things. Players I, don't even I, take warm-ups seriously you know, anymore. I, I feel like with with all the with all the coy uh, shenanigans around just who's in the lineup anyway. Why go out there and then take line rushes? What yeah. does it matter? Yeah. Why sure. are we doing that in the first place? Good point. There should be no line rushes. I agree. Just play Red Rover at center ice. So play of the day goes back to last night. The Pittsburgh Penguins uh, on the ice, and boy, did they play well. Uh, lighting it up again, and they got a goal from the future Hall of Famer, Sidney Crosby. Have a listen. Now Gensel floats it through. It's just they score. Sidney Crosby has tied it for stick the coaching staff of the Blues looking at their monitor and what happened to Pennington I'll tell you what happened Sidney Crosby went right across the top of the crease Mm -hmm. Bennington reached out to try and catch it and his glove as he caught the puck collided with Sidney Crosby or the other way around Crosby's collided with the glove knocked the puck loose and Sid knocked into the open net and uh, it was a uh, ninth win in a row for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, and don't look now. They're up 3 nothing on the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> at the, the, the end of the first goes on. period. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. How well, Malkin's come back and been great for them. How hot this Pittsburgh Penguins team has been mm-hmm. over the last 10 games has been remarkable. Yeah. Yager has found his stride. Wow. Lemieux's been great. He has uh, been. Uh, Larry Murphy has been awesome. Uh, you, you, you can't underestimate uh, what a healthy Larry Murphy yeah. means to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But yeah. nine in a row for a club that had a few question marks. A lot of question marks. Yeah. Goaltending was the main one. The Obviously, as you well, mentioned. Last night, Casey DeSmith got pulled. Yeah. Tristan Jari went in, locked it down. Still win the game. And yeah. uh, there Because they, they were saving Jari for tonight's game. And uh, he ends up coming up big. So uh, saving the day, that's what a goalie should do. And that's uh, exactly what happened for Tristan Jari. He's answering the goaltending questions there. There's a couple of other teams with uh, some uh, mysterious roots because they aren't obvious what they're going to do with their goaltending. Uh, In Vegas, it all revolves around Robin Leonard. And he was back on the ice today at the morning skate day. He will 
uh, expected to face Igor Shesterkin tonight for the New York Rangers and the return of Ryan Raves, the return of Mike Kelly, assistant coach, uh, and uh, Gerard Glant to T-Mobile Arena at the Fortress. And an important game for both teams. Uh, Rangers trying to stay in that fight for first overall and the Vegas Golden Knights to move above 500 halfway through this homestand. More with Ryan Wallace and myself on the other side. Our number two of the VGK Insider Show continues on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is one that we had circled on the calendar from the start of the season, but ends up being a lot more intriguing due to the play of both the Vegas Golden Knights and the New York Rangers. So many storylines uh, revolving around this one. We're happy to tee it up for you. Hour number two, the VGK Insider Show, taking you up to 6 o'clock. We'll turn it over to Ryan Wallace for the entire pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Radio Network. Uh, Darren Lard. Ryan Wallace in Section 104 at T-Mobile Arena. They're getting set. It's Pride Night uh, tonight. Uh, a lot of the proceeds are going to the LGBTQ uh, movement and uh, different uh, charities and different uh, organizations around the Las Vegas Valley uh, that can uh, help out. You can play. Also getting some of the proceeds uh, to that. So looking forward to a great night tonight and a hockey game that uh, we wondered about the availability on the Vegas Golden Knights roster side. But it looks like there's a couple of answers on that front. That announcement that just happened at T-Mobile Arena <laughs> made me jump six feet in the air. I thought I did a pretty good job oh, wow. of covering it. Wow. But if you, were, if you had a camera on me just now, it was right up there with the scariest, most startling moments of my life. I wonder if Bruce is just doing this to get on the air. Probably. Okay. That's Bruce Cusack, uh, we'll the uh, VGK uh, PA announcer. This, uh, this is an important game, and we could see a couple of important big-time returns for the Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this game, and, you know, as we read the tea leaves, as we try to figure out where things are going with uh, with Robin Leonard and, and Mark Stone, I – you know, my my gut tells me you see both of those guys tonight. It really does. And with Mark Stone specifically, for the Golden Knights, you need a game-breaker in your lineup. And, and that's no disrespect to, to anybody else that's in the lineup for the Golden Knights. Nick Waugh, Matias Yanmark, they have found another gear. Uh, the Misfits are still creating chances, even if they're not going specifically mm. for them. But you need Mark Stone on the ice. He impacts so many different things that you do well. He is able to turn defense into offense. He's able to take over a game. He is able to be that emotional leader on the bench when it's needed, when your team doesn't have it in the game. So uh, for me, like Mark Stone's probably the most important player uh, that could return tonight for the Golden Knights. Perfect time for that little nudge of energy. Yeah. And for Robin Leonard, if he's in the lineup, that's – that's a big boost uh, of confidence, getting your number one goaltender back. He'd won his last four starts mm -hmm. yeah. before uh, he uh, went uh, away uh, injured after the New York Islanders game and missed the last uh, chunk of action. But given where they were against Nashville and mm -hmm. were close with their American Hockey League goaltender and without their top two wingers in Pacioretty and Stone and others, uh, I, I, like, uh, I like what this can do psychologically and for energy, and then getting right down to the nuts and bolts of it, pure talent. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about your your captain and Mark Stone, and you're talking about your number one goalie in Robin Leonard. And, you know, for me, on on the topic of Robin Leonard, I think you want a game to, to be able to shake the rust off before 
you have a big matchup on Saturday night, and we can pretend like it's just any other game. But for Robin Leonard, uh, go facing off against Marc-Andre Fleury here at T-Mobile Arena is going to be an important game for him. So, I, you know, I look at it from that perspective, and I say if you're able to get into a game, if you're able to get this start here against the New York Rangers and you have that ability to shake the rust off, I think that's a, a perfect situation leading into Saturday. I don't know what was wrong with him. I don't know what kept him out of uh, the lineup, but he is a goaltender that's that's on the quieter side mm-hmm. uh, of movement. So that's that's got to help. You've different times you've seen goaltenders with groin or uh, hamstring injuries, injuries, and they they can't play that athletic style uh, that they're they're used to to doing. So I think that uh, that aids. Uh, hopefully he's a hundred percent if he plays tonight. If not. Uh, it was Logan Thompson uh, on the ice today in the other end doing some uh, some extra work with Mike Rosati, and that would be his second career start, second consecutive start in the National Hockey League. And in listening to him yesterday, you sure got the impression that he was looking forward to another opportunity and just it being more of a game than all the circumstances around the the history and the milestone for him yeah i think so i I think that's kind of the natural progression for a player right like you you want to get right back into it or at least get that second opportunity so that it becomes about the game and not about the storyline and and for for my money logan made it about the game Mm -hmm. like for my money it wasn't it wasn't just a storyline with logan thompson he played well enough in that game for his 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 ability and the way that he played to just be the story at the end of the day um but yeah i mean i i get the same sense he's he's looking forward to to game number two and then game number three and game number four because that's where he wants to be if stone comes back tonight does that give you the impression that pete DeBoer is more likely to stick with the misfit lines uh intact yes yes because i think you you have an opportunity to go with Dodonov, Stevenson, and Stone, and have that be as as close to replicable of Pacioretty, Stevenson, and Stone. So I would imagine that if Mark Stone returns to the lineup, I don't expect to see a change with the Misfits. It would also help the power play. Yeah. Like there's there's layers, and I love that word, but there's storyline layers yeah. to this game. But then there's layers to the impact of Mark Stone when it comes to five-on-five play when it comes to leadership, when it comes to energy, when it comes to the power play, when it comes to the penalty killing. Yeah. There's so much revolving around Mark Stone and the impact that he can have. The penalty kill for me is is kind of the big one. And, you know, the Golden Knights, they, they were able to kill off the only power play that they allowed in the game the other day against the Nashville Predators. So that's a, a positive. But for a penalty kill that is usually very, very good, it has been a struggle through the month of December for the Golden Knights in killing pa- uh, power plays off. So, yeah, I, I look at, you know, getting Mark Stone back in the lineup. You have a player that can be a game breaker in every facet, five on five, five on four, killing penalties. Every situation you've got a game of Leadership. Yeah. And just being that player that can give you the, oh, we've got our captain back. Mm-hmm that type of boost yeah uh and given having watched him uh at, at practice this week uh, i think he's gonna be he's gonna be ready to go and uh he doesn't want to miss this game i mean uh he, he goes back a long way with with ryan reeves he goes back uh uh to uh with with gerard glant and then this knowing the he, he's a sports fan that's that's what i love about mark stone mm-hmm. is he, he's not just a hockey fan but he's a sports fan 
and this is a game that uh, so many people have been looking forward to that uh, that he'll be involved in it and then hopefully be involved in the, the big one uh, on Saturday. Yeah, it's it and I think the thing too with with Mark Stone is is he was really hitting his stride right before he he got hurt and had to come back out of the lineup. I mean, you look at that that Tampa Bay game. Mark Stone doesn't leave that game to the Golden Knights find a way to, to yeah, hang he had on two goals win. right get two goals and was the best player on the ice for the vegas golden knights plain and simple like he was having one of those captain mark stone games so uh, i think what you're hoping for tonight is that if he returns to the lineup he's right back at that level it might take him some time but you know the caliber of player that he is when going up against the two-time defending stanley cup champion he was the best player on the ice for the time that he was in so then you leave the misfits together yeah and give them an opportunity, another chance to to work their way out of points-wise, which is a slump. They, yeah. they have one one point goal by William Carlson in the in the final ten minutes of the game against the Nashville Predators. They got them on the board, but as a, as a line, they have they have one point through the first three games of this homestand. Yeah, and you know I, I keep them together, and I I want to see how that goal unlocks William Carlson, or if it does unlock William Carlson. I, I, I feel like he was a player that was lacking confidence in his game over the last couple. And it's it's not that he wasn't generating chances, not that he wasn't working well with Marcia Owen Smith, but there just were opportunities where I think William Carlson, confident, takes some shots on goal, and he was passing those up. So I'm curious to see if just the ability of getting one to go opens him up a little bit more, and he plays with some more confidence. I didn't realize, and shame on me, how much he was thinking about that goal the other night. Yeah. Being his 100th yep. for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. Uh, I, I think about milestones in career milestones. Uh, I don't get as deep into 50th assist with one team and 100th goal with another, and that's that's my bad. But he admitted after the game that he'd been chasing this for a while. Yeah. And he'd been thinking about it for a while. Did that have any effect in squeezing the stick a little bit more in making plays and making decisions on, on passing or, or shooting in opportunities? If it did, then it's over. Mm -hmm. And it's done. And you might be able to see a surge from William Carlson. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. But... It's another asset. It's not just getting a bounce to go your way, which initially was my take on it. It's the fact that the milestone is now achieved, and he can get back to playing. Yeah, I think I think just the ability to not have that in the back of your mind anymore is probably going to be huge for William Carlson. But um, you know, for for this line right now, I do think that there's a healthy amount of frustration just in the fact that they're not converting on their opportunities. They're in and around the net they're finding ways to create but it's just not going and i think it, it's going to take one of those games where you get two or three from that line to just break them out and, and make them uh, play with the confidence we're used to seeing them play with hey a few games back now for nolan patrick and we'll get into the rangers side and gerard gallant and ryan raves uh in a little bit more in depth uh in a second but for nolan patrick what are you seeing He's um, been moved. By the way, he's been moved around the lineup. Yeah, he's been moved up, down. He's moved from center to wing. What I'm seeing is a player that, with Michael Amadio, um, 
and Brett Howden is developing a little bit of chemistry. Uh, I'm seeing a player that I think is a bit more noticeable in that situation than he was at any point in time playing up with Chandler Stevenson and Evgeny Dodonov, and, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, every game I feel like there's been a willingness uh, more and more for Nolan Patrick to go out there and try to make a play, to hold on to the puck a little bit more, to, to look for something in the offensive zone. Um, but I still think it's pretty early just in, in him getting back into the swing of things and still trying to figure out a new team uh, to really assess where, where he's at. Like, I think it's going to take him a little while. Strange. This is his eighth game. Mm-hmm. So very young in his time with the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, solid point in, in trying to fit in and, and find his rhythm with a, with a new hockey club. Even though we're into January, he hasn't played double digits in games just yet. Uh, didn't have a shot on goal in his return to the lineup, but in the last couple, he's got three and two games. Uh, you're right. He's had more an impact on the game lower in the lineup yep. than up top, which is kind of unexpected because he's a high-skilled player. And I would have you can always say when you call up a scorer from, from the American Hockey League, you've got to put him in a position to be in a top nine or a top six. Otherwise, that player's playing so out of position that, uh, that they don't have a, an opportunity to really use their skill set. This is the exact opposite, where, where Patrick was up with Chandler Stevenson, and it, maybe it was just the night. Maybe it was because they were all kind of uh, sluggish uh, off to the start. But it, it didn't work. And then when... When Pete DeBoer's changed it around and moved him down, he's he's been much more noticeable. Now, he's still in the power play. He was still uh, working that side of it. He was out there for the extra attacker uh, mm-hmm. against the Winnipeg Jets, provided a key screen on that play. Uh, and so there's there's still an impact in, in great opportunity uh, situations for a skilled player to succeed. But it, it is I, – I do find it uh, intriguing that he's been better – away from the top of the lineup. I think it's matchups too, right? Like you, you have a, a highly, highly skilled player in Nolan Patrick, and I think there's a lot more skill for Michael Amadio than, than maybe we give him credit for on first blush. And I think the same thing about Brett Howden. Brett Howden has been impactful and made some plays for this team down the lineup. And if you can exploit maybe a matchup that, that's more favorable down the lineup for Nolan Patrick, that's leading to more opportunity in the offensive zone. But the upside for him is still to be, the forecast for him is still to be top six. Sure. And we still haven't seen that part. So it's, it's a work in progress for him to be able to knock that door down and be that much of a presence within the game. On, on the side of the puck there. And and to a point, I, I agree, but when you look at this team right now as they are currently constructed, Nolan Patrick is in your bottom six because when you get Jack Eichel back healthy and everybody is, is kind of slotted where you expect them to be, that's just how good you are in your top six. Like Jack Eichel down because you have Nolan Patrick. So the way no. things are going to slot. But does Nolan down. Patrick move to the wing on a more consistent basis? I, mean, I can see that happening. I mean, it's possible, right? But you're going to have to find that, that right spot. And, you know, does it does it give you a little bit more offense in your top six? Perhaps. But could you get more balance out of a out of a third-line Nolan Patrick with a lot of power play time? I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. But I think it's a good 
it's a good problem for yeah. the Golden Knights to have because you're talking about a number two overall pick that likely will be third or fourth line center for this team going into the playoffs, and that's not the worst thing in the world. How many centers do you have? A lot. When you're healthy. Yeah, I mean, so somebody's got, playing on the way. Well, that's the thing. Like you've got you've got Eichel, you've got Stevenson, you've got uh, William Carlson, Nick Waugh, Nolan Patrick, and, and Nick Waugh to me. Brett Howden. And Brett Howden. Nick Waugh has taken over that that third line center role for this club. So that that's kind of where I see it going. But then you have the question of Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson and and and, and William Carlson because that's going to even push Nick Waugh down. Uh, these teams met a couple of weeks ago in New York. It was a big game for the likes of Ryan Raves and Gerard Gallant and Mike Kelly. Does this game mean more to the Rangers than the contest that Vegas won in a shootout at MSG? I think so. As much as you want to win for your coach, I think you absolutely want to win in the building he used to play. He used to coach. Mm-hmm. I think this one means a lot to the Rangers, especially because they dropped that one to the Vegas Golden Knights in Madison Square Garden. Because uh, you, you look at kind of their effort through 60 minutes, they were really, really good. And mm-hmm. it's the Golden Knights that I think you you look at that game, and while both teams were, were good for stretches, um, you give up a goal late, you feel like it got away from you. If you're the Rangers, I think that this one means a little bit more. What do you think the impact Ryan Reeves has had on the Rangers and this rise up the standings? doesn't have a goal he's got six assists but we remember how the season ended last year for the new york rangers Mm -hmm. and part of the reason why there was the overhaul was the uh ranger ownership wanted a, a more physical presence in the lineup, and that wasn't the the, the tack that they were they were taking it wasn't the only reason why there was a change and i still don't agree with the change but Reeves' impact on this team and being able to be more competitive. Coincidence or or not? Uh, Coincidence? I don't feel like it's a coincidence. I I would probably point more to the the dominance of Igor Shosturkin and and how good Adam Fox is and and the the ability for Artemi Panarin to take over games and Chris Kreider scoring at an unbelievable because those clip. players were all there last year they were and 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 I feel like what you're really seeing with the Rangers is a core that is is taking that step together and it's been supplemented with more physicality it's been supplemented with players that understand their role beyond just ryan reeves you're talking about barkley goodrow who you know we mentioned with with pete DeBoer earlier like barkley goodrow knows what it takes to win he knows what his role is he chips in where he needs to and he's not a shrinking violet he's the type of player that can go out there and grind things out too when he needs to um i i don't feel like where the rangers are is 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 due in in large part to ryan reeves being a part of this team but I do think there's an, an, an element of playing free, understanding that he's on your team and has your back if something goes sideways. So does it add an integral element to the, the skilled players being allowed to feel confident that they're not going to be taken advantage of? Like I, I don't think the, lo- the loss of, of Ryan Reeves has impeded Vegas. In, in fact, in some cases, with a different fourth line, mm-hmm. it's helped them because they've had either production from that fourth line, more so than we've seen in the past, or they've been able to move players from that fourth line 
up in the lineup and and be successful. Those mm-hmm. players have been available. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say that Ryan Reeves isn't really good as as a hockey player and what he does in his presence, but it's almost like they out they outgrew that mm-hmm. or they just changed their philosophy, uh, and they may have happened at, at the same time. But the Rangers, because of what happened with Wilson and the Washington Capitals last year, appeared to be very much in need of that confidence. I I feel like they're, they're two very different teams in that the Golden Knights were looking for more skill in their bottom six. Because this is a team that, that I think looks at the ability to score from everywhere come playoff time and, and that being a, a need. And from an overall team standpoint, this isn't this isn't a soft team in the Vegas Golden Knights. No. They can handle themselves. Keegan Colasar will drop the gloves. Nick Hague will drop the gloves. Like, you have physical presence. Braden McNabb, big-time hits. It's all there for the Golden Knights. With the New York Rangers, I think kind of the, you, you look at them and you say, high-end skill, it's all there. But it just hasn't really gotten to a point. They've been, they've been able to display that without getting leaned on by heavier teams. So, and, and as much as we make about Tom Wilson, it was more about the New York Islanders and how the Islanders would come in and lean and lean and lean and take away that high-end skill of the New York Rangers. Having a player like Ryan Reeves in the background disturbing that a little bit, I do think opens up some more time and space and opportunity for the skilled players of the New York Rangers, but I don't think that it's an integral part of their ability to turn the page and become the team that they are this year. I think that has a lot to do with the with the core of this team taking a step together. I want to force you to quantify it, though. The addition of Ryan Reeves to the New York Rangers. 20%. So we're talking five points? Just about. Five, ten points? I'm, I'm going five. I'm not going five to ten. So five more points puts you challenging for a division lead and challenging for the for first overall right now. Sure. That's significant. For a player that doesn't have a goal, then it's always difficult to, to put that into terms in some kind of context that, that a player can have that kind of influence on the success of your group mm-hmm. despite not being the one to put the puck in the net. And it goes back years, whether it's a power forward slash tough guy or more tough, sure, more power. Like John Ferguson, I'll go way back when. He was sort of the, the, the first of the, the ilk uh, of, of that category. And then you've got famous guys that just rode shotgun uh, for, for great players, like a Dave Semenko. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, a, a period where they were just the guys that that's all they did. But Ryan Reeves can get up and down the ice. Yeah. He can score. He'll be disappointed that he doesn't have a goal so far. He's saving it for tonight. <laughs> he's. Uh, you don't think, if he scores tonight, you don't think that he's going to say that? Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I would concur with that. Uh, we're going to take a break. But before we do that, we have a couple of sets of tickets to give away for Saturday's game against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll give away one set now and one set in the uh, the next segment, Mm -hmm. segment number two of this hour. So it's against the Chicago Blackhawks. You can't go big because it just throws Jared Justice right off. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. You guys got long enough breaks. Have you been training? Because you were out of breath yesterday answering caller number 29. I mean, I'm not in great shape, 
So that could just be an easy answer. <laughs> Pressing a button. Uh, caller number one. Sorry. Caller number two. Sorry. And then by caller number well, eight, no, 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 no. he was he was it, out of breath. It's 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 not that. It's the fact that he's so so sorry for everybody that <laughs> he loses. Is. It's, he it's is. unfortunate. He has and, conversations with them. Well, that's I think that's kind of the, the main crux of the issue. Like, Jared, they know they lost. They're yeah. aware. You don't have to say sorry. You're caller number 14. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll keep keep calling back because this the, I'm, I'm, I'm telling people that they're, sore, <laughs> that, that they're not the right answer, uh, not the right caller all the time. So just give a call back. He's having those conversations. Yeah, it's a what, desperation. Sorry, I, I will also say whatever you guys pick, just make it a multiple of four because that, right. that's how many lines you have. Okay. Okay. Four. Caller number four. Because, oh, okay. Because, <laughs> because Bobby Orr played for the Chicago Blackhawks. Finished his career there. Ugh. What's the number? 702-876-1340. Call now. Two tickets to see the Chicago Blackhawks face the Vegas Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury's return. And uh, we have another set of tickets in the next uh, block. Uh, up next, one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. And there's, there's some juicy stuff happening in the National Hockey League right now. We'll be back after this as we broadcast live from T-Mobile Arena. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Interact with the guys on Twitter. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the VGK Insider Show. Another set of tickets coming up for the Chicago Blackhawks Vegas Golden Knights game on Saturday. We'll give those away in a couple of minutes as we broadcast live from T-Mobile Arena. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, the VGK Insider Show. One-timer segment, news notes from around the National Hockey League and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Welcome back, Nikita Kucherov tonight. Doesn't have a goal or a point yet, but he does have seven shot attempts, three on net. He's not shy. Last time Kucherov returned from an extended absence, he joined the Tampa Bay Lightning for a playoff run that earned the club a second straight championship. How much does this put Tampa Bay back in rhythm? They, they've had a good year already. Yeah, I mean, they're they're an elite hockey team, and Getting Nikita Kucherov back is is important, and it's it's a big time story for the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to three peating as Stanley Cup champions. He'd been out a while since October 26th. Yeah. That's or he had surgery on October 26th. He's been out since October 16th. They basically played the whole front half of the season without him. Yeah, and still in contention. Yep. Andre Vasilevsky's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They might be the closest thing to a dynasty, like a Ooh, true dynasty. Man. I know we've had we've had teams win cups in a short period of time. Chicago three and six. That was sort of the previous bar to meet for a salary cap dynasty. Pittsburgh won back to back championships. Yeah, uh, came up short in the attempt for the third. Tampa Bay trying to outdo them. They've already matched Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh uh, won a reiterate. They won nine in a row. <laughs> it'll be it'll be ten. What's the score in that game now? Uh, let's see. It was up. It was three nothing Pittsburgh at the end of the first period. It is now three to one. So Philadelphia in twenty minutes have come back to get a goal. Three to one. Pittsburgh going into the third. Pittsburgh about to win ten in a row if they can hold on to this thing. Yeah. And they're still going to be uh, a wild card team. 
That's how big the hole was. Sure. But it's also how good the Rangers, Capitals, and Carolina Hurricanes have been this year. Yeah. Then the New York Rangers roll in here, tied with the Capitals for first in the Metro, and a point up on the, the both teams, a point up on the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, the, the, the season that the Capitals, Carolina, and the Rangers have had is surprising for all three. Like Carolina, new goaltender, mm-hmm. lost Dougie Hamilton. Yep. They had some change. Washington was the window closing. Where were they in their in their development? Because everybody kind of sees Ovechkin as the story there. Yep. But championship aspirations sort of pushed to the side. They're not quite there anymore. They are. And the New York Rangers been on the outside looking in from a Stanley Cup contention, from a division contention standpoint. Yeah, and now they're they're at the top. Who's most surprising performance? Um, probably the Capitals to me, just because I listen. I looked at the Alexander Ovechkin contract. I looked at the fact that you were starting the season for a, a long stretch without Nick Backstrom as kind of an indicator that you know you're you're not so focused on the next championship. You're focused solely as an organization on Alex Ovechkin passing Wayne Gretzky's goal scoring record Um, it hasn't been the case for the Capitals this year they have been very very good and they're looking like a team that's poised not just to do well in the regular season but go for another run at a Stanley Cup boy things are going bad for the Seattle Kraken right now yes Jaden Schwartz is out now he's the latest player to be knocked uh, from the lineup four to six weeks because of a hand injury uh, surgery required not good, but I mean, if you're the if you're the Seattle Kraken at this point, you're playing for for the lottery. Like you are, I, I like. There's no, you're not getting back into it. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to do much of anything this year. So you're hopeful for a, a top two, top three pick in in the draft. Uh, Jay Beagle gone eight weeks for the Arizona Coyotes. Not going to make any difference there, no, but, but no, you you wonder whether or not they could have done something with with him and with that contract that spot every because everybody's available on that team uh-huh. uh, knock on the door and see if you can get an answer to pry something loose i i think that this is going to be uh fun to watch the arizona coyotes coming up to the trade deadline really interesting to see how much they can sell how and many? what they can sell if you're left if you're left on that team after the trade deadline uh-huh I don't think you feel very good. Not because you're on a on a team that isn't going to win a lot of games. Sure, is because I, there's going to be you may not know anybody in the room <laughs> because everybody's going to be gone. Is there any untouchable? No, no one. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't see anybody. What, I, what's I, your What's your Jacob Chikrin would have been at the start of the year? Not anymore. And I and I thought that uh, see this that that's what they they've done. They've devalued. A really good player. Sure. Yeah. It's what's amazing to me in and of itself is right now you like if you if you go to Cat Friendly and you look at the Arizona Coyotes, they have one, two, three forwards under contract beyond the end of this year. That's mm-hmm. it. Just three. It's Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, and Andrew Ladd. That's all they've got. Literally. How many, how right many RFAs? Because there's uh, a bunch of those. Uh, you've got one uh, you got three RFAs mm-hmm. up front. But I mean, like this, this is a team 
that could quite literally clean house at the trade deadline. And if they don't do it then, it'll happen organically mm. at the end of the season. I take issue with that statement that this team could clean house. What? Well, because you... they don't have a house. Okay. All right. That's, That's why. That's a fair point. That Good job. I'm not, well done. I'm not sure where the house is. They might be moving out of the house. Okay. Sounds no, no, like no. it. You're, 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 you're right on the money there. Uh, Red Wings and Ducks uh, game postponed because of COVID issues, but they're going to try and play it later on this week. Thank you. Did the music just start? Where did that come from? Am I am I missing something, or or was I just not paying attention? I the like music it, has been on the entire time. Really? Did it just get louder? Um, I I mean, this is my music, so it may be mixed louder. Oh, I just started hearing it. I like the music, though. I appreciate it. A Tuka Rask. Everybody's talking about the return of Tuka Rask, yep. and then what are the Boston Bruins going to do with their their goaltending? Uh, here's the issue: uh, he was supposed to play this weekend in the American Hockey League, but those games have been postponed. So the de- the debut of Tuka Rask may have to be pushed back a little bit as he returns from the a surgery to repair the torn labrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, that's un- unfortunate for. The timeline for Tuka Rask, but it'll be fine. He'll get into the games. He'll become Boston Bruin again. And he'll probably do really, really well for them down the stretch. Still don't know what they're going to do with three goalies. Trade with the Edmonton Oilers. No, they're not trading Swayman, so that's Linus Allmark. Sure. Why not? Who's got a, a number of years on the deal. That, that was the... We all looked at Braden Holtby signing in Dallas mm-hmm. and wondered, what are they going to do with all these goalies? Sure. Well, that's worked out okay. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, was Linus Allmark. Yeah. Why give him the multi-year deal? Well, I, I think there were question marks about Tuka Rask and what he was realistically going to be able to do after surgery and all that. But, I mean, like, I'm with you. Um, but... At the same time, like you've got a piece that's under contract and, and hasn't played uh, hasn't played poorly this year, so get an asset out of it. And I mean, there are plenty of teams that could use goaltending. Did you see this story that Trevor Daly's back playing? I did see that. Yeah. For the Florida Everblades. Yeah. Working with with Pittsburgh, the the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, in the uh, advisor range but that's that's a different different take on it god just loves the game yeah i mean like listen if you can play and you want to play and you got the itch there just go play said in his retirement announcement he was just so happy he got to play hockey <laughs> now he's gonna go back and play hockey and he's he's 38 years old he's he's an awesome guy yeah he's just a really cool guy love chatting with him the last time I talked to him, he was in the middle of moving. Okay. And uh, he and the family were in the car, and they just packed up the moving truck and everything like that. And we were going back and forth, and we finally got uh, got together on the phone. And he's just talking away. I'm like, are you not stressed? Like, doing all this stuff? He's like, yeah, no. Just, I'm on the highway now. It's good. Like, are you a stressful oh, mover? Oh, I'm a stressful mover. Why? Just blew up the mic. He's so stressed. I'm a stressful mover. Why? Can I just wonder? I'm one. It's usually last minute. Like I'm getting well, the I mean, house, that's, that's house done you. to uh, to try and get out of it. Uh-huh. Although the last time I moved here, I was I was down here and my 
uh, wife had to do. You didn't it. have to do anything. Ooh, that was uh, that was a bonus for me. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a stressful. Move. I've had I've done moves where I was in the back lane, mm-hmm. getting stuff out of the garage. Okay. As the moving truck to move the other people in was pulling up out front. I've done that act before. I, I have I have very little attachment to things, so I I there's not really much that I have to ever move when I move. So. I, like I don't understand the the anxiety of, of moving. I don't get it. Uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, pause uh, watching that and uh, games that have been uh, canceled. Uh, Montreal, we'll we'll see what happens when they roll through here, and hopefully that that game's going to happen. It's the final game of the uh, the eight game uh, homestand, but uh, that uh, Montreal's just had one of those seasons that may never be repeated ever probably not from star players Mm -hmm. from management to now the covid and they've had a couple of run-ins from from covid i'm sorry to be talking over the song i know i'm not supposed to talk over the song but i feel like i should talk over the song because it's live radio and the program's continuing so don't don't hold it against me was my version better than this one though no. Uh, there's, a- there's literally nothing you there's there's nothing that you would be better than when it came to singing the national anthem because they play they play the intro uh, of me singing when I'm on with the Maroons. Uh huh. It's really bad. Not more, a, more no, I'm thinking do, I like it. We don't do it that often. Oh, I didn't know you were still here. Sorry, buddy. I didn't yeah. realize that. No, your your imaging involves someone say, saying moose. Just keep on moosing. Uh, other NHL rumors to tell you about. <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames are in a real battle. Uh-huh. Who do you think is the best team now between those two in the Pacific Division? Calgary Flames or the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah. It's Calgary Flames. You make it sound like an obvious one. It is an obvious one. I'm not sure about that just yet. It is an obvious one. I'm really not sure about that. When are the Oilers getting a goalie? Who finishes the season higher? Like, uh, what will you give me for points on that if I take the Edmonton Oilers to finish higher than the Calgary Flames? We'll come up with something. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. You're so confident yeah. that I feel like I should get points. Okay. You, mm-hmm. you, you name it. That's fine. Okay. The Oilers aren't getting a goalie. They're not going to be. They're not going to. They're not going to finish higher than the Calgary Flames. It's not not going to happen. Uh, that uh, will be intriguing to watch, and they've got some time to uh, to find that goaltender with the trade deadline. Still waiting to find out what's going to happen in February. Talk to uh, somebody today with knowledge of the game plan. Uh, we may not know for a little bit. Okay. So your your ability to make plans. Huh may not be put into place. Now, I, it's not going to be the day before the All-Star break by any means, mm-hmm. but given where we are on a date in the first week of January, uh, you may not know by the 15th. And uh, I was told to be patient. Not the first time I've been told that, but to be patient regarding all these uh, made-up games for the month of February in those uh, that three-week window that the National Hockey League was going to use uh, for Olympic participation. Those are your one-timers for this Thursday, January the winner on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Justice with Jared is next.
But now we've got some tickets to give away. Two tickets for the Chicago Blackhawks Vegas Golden Knights game on Saturday. Jared, I'm going to call it caller number six, just to make it easy on you. Because you got to get ready for just Jared. Caller number six to Fox Sports Las Vegas. What's the number? 702-876-1340. Call now as we continue from T-Mobile Arena, the VGK Insider Show. First week of 2022, and you have a couple of clubs with 22 wins colliding tonight at T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Pre-game show coming up at the top of the clock. But right now, VGK Insider Show turns it over to Jared Justice. It's Justice with Jared. <laughs> Jiving with Justice? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't love Justice with Jared. Yeah, literally anything yeah, is better than yeah, that. Yeah, if you, we're limping to the barn with that one. Uh, okay, so <laughs> recently I had to help a friend of mine who's in his very early 20s move and part of helping him move was putting together ikea furniture and it was like i don't know it was handing a snow globe to a horse like he just was so perplexed by like following basic instructions to put together a piece of furniture that i i was genuinely confused what is something that has happened in your guys's like lives where you're like Wait, is this a skill? This doesn't feel like this should be a skill. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Changing a tire. Really? Changing yeah. a tire? Yeah, that seems like a... It seems like an obvious thing, but there's some people who want nothing to do with changing a tire or have no idea on how to change a tire. When you change a tire, you have to loosen the lug nuts first, and then you jack it up. So many first-timers jack it up and then try to loosen the lug nuts, and then, and then it falls the car, off the well, jack. Or the car just sit the wheel you don't get if you get the Yeah, spins. or it just spins. It spins. Yeah. Yeah. spins yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that would be one for me. Um, probably, uh, man, this is, this is a tough one. I would say, like, fixing your own toilet. It's very easy. Yeah. It's very, very easy, but I, I feel like there are, there are people that, that look at a situation where if your toilet runs or if there's something going on with it, uh, it, it just becomes so daunting that you, you don't want to deal with it. Are you joking right now? Because I had to go over and fix Gosher's toilet. Are no, you kidding not, me? I'm not joking. No, I went, I went he, the handle broke off <laughs> yeah. uh, about very a, easy. a month ago. There's yeah. like four parts. I know. I went over. I would not let him call a plumber. I'm sorry, plumbers. But I couldn't let him call a plumber. I went to, over to the hardware store, bought a new handle, and replaced it. But as I told uh, Ryan Wallace, I actually, with, with Christine and, and Dave in the house, I felt like I was a plumber because they just went out to the kitchen and did their own thing and had the regular conversation. And I was just, I was just the, the handyman in the house. It was really strange because I went from being Dave's buddy to being the handyman. pretty talented last I'm, night i fixed the the vent in my dryer and i changed the belt on my vacuum two jobs in one night yeah last night. The, the the belt on the vacuum is pretty easy too it was i, I didn't yeah. know you could actually do that and then i did some research boom saved 150 buckaroos on that one five dollar belt we've got uh, the vegas golden knights the new york rangers pregame show with ryan wallace is coming up next 22 wins for vegas 22 wins for the Rangers, Gerard Gallant, Ryan Reeves, Mike Kelly all back, but it's a big game for Vegas on top of the Pacific. <laughs> 